Welcome to the Everyday Ultra Podcast, a show designed to help you level up your training, crush your races, and ultimately become a better endurance athlete every single day. Whether you're an endurance athlete as a hobby or someone who wants to be the best in the sport, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and I'm so excited for this episode because it is one that I get requested on a lot, and that is how to stay consistent in your ultra marathon or running training while you are traveling, right? There's so many times where we're traveling, whether it's for vacation or for work or for visiting family or anything like that. And a common thing that can happen is that if we have a running routine or a training plan or um, something that we're following consistently in regards to our ultra marathon training, it can easily go out the window when we're traveling, right? Whether it's travel time on, you know, getting from one place to another, whether it's jet lag, whether it's just schedule changes and food and nutrition changes, there's a lot of different variables that can totally throw our training and our schedule off kilter. But over the past like few years, I've traveled tons, both for personal reasons, for vacation, but also a lot for work as well. I travel a ton in my day job, and I am have kind of found this formula to help me stay consistent in my training. And for example, most recently, I did, had this crazy week of work and personal travel where I traveled to five states within one week. And... Even despite all that travel, I was able to get in a 90-mile training week and stay diligent on the training as well. Now, there's nothing special about me. I, I really think this is something that everybody can do. So if you're listening to this and you travel frequently for work or maybe you have you know a big vacation planned up and you're, you're in the middle of a training block or you're trying to prepare ahead to make sure you stay on that training, this is the episode for you. Now, before I dive in, if you want more free ultra running tips, training tips, running guidelines, anything like that, totally for free, delivered in your inbox every week, head to the show notes and sign up for the Everyday Ultra newsletter. In that, I'm going to be writing training tips on how you can be a better endurance athlete, whether it comes to structuring your training, nutrition, hydration, mental game, anything like that, totally 100% for free in your inbox every single week. And the cool thing is, too, I actually have something exciting that I'm releasing on November 1st, 2023, that's going to help you level up your training. So if you also want to be the first one to know about that, be sure to sign up to the Everyday Ultra newsletter. It's in the show notes. There's a link there. I would love to have you. It's totally for free. Now, anyways, let's get into this episode here with travel, right? So I'm going to go through some tips that have helped me personally stay consistent in my training while I'm traveling so that you can do that on your next business trip, on your next vacation, on your next family trip, anything you're doing when you're managing a busy, busy training schedule across from your ultimate um, you know, training lifestyle, so to say. Now, the first tip I'm going to share is extremely important, right? This is an absolute must-do even before you start getting onto the other things because this is going to determine how you approach 
ultra running training while you're traveling. And that thing is deciding if training is important enough during your travel. Now, what do I mean by that? I don't necessarily mean that your ultra running training isn't important in the grand scheme of things, because if you're listening to this podcast, it likely is very, very important to you. And that is awesome. And you should totally keep it that way. What I'm saying for in this tip is that sometimes, and sometimes when you're traveling, maybe your time is better well spent doing the thing that you're actually traveling for. I'll give you an example here. So about a year ago, I went traveling with my girlfriend, now fiance, to Wyoming. We went to Grand Teton, and then we went to Yellowstone, and then we went to Montana after. And I had, you know, the middle of my kind of training block for Javelina 100 last year. And during that time period, I had on my schedule to do two speed workouts and um, a long run and two medium runs all within this time when I was on this trip. However, you know, after really just thinking about what I was doing on this trip was spending time with my fiance and even having conversations with her, ultimately I decided, I said, hey, I want to use this time to really spend most of my time and pretty much all of my time hanging out with my fiance, building these memories, enjoying the trip, right? I wanted to be fully present on there, right? Because for me, right, I didn't want to be totally running during a time when I could be spending time with my fiance or anything like that or you know just getting to enjoy a relaxing time off and really get the most out of what I intended to on the trip itself so that was something where I said that week I was like okay I'm actually not going to train during this week and I'm ultimately going to just use the time to spend it fully with my girlfriend at the time and just to enjoy it fully right and this can go the same thing for you if you're listening if you're on vacation with your kids or your spouse or your partner or your family or anything like that and you just want to fully just you know be in the moment with your family and spend that time and and you know really make the most out of it now I'm not saying that every time you go on a travel trip with your family or go on vacation that you have to put training to the wayside. I'm just saying you have to decide for yourself if it's something you want to dedicate the time to because even so, there has been times where I went on vacation with my fiance and I would wake up and I would go for a long run for three hours or four hours, right? It just depends on the context of the trip, the timing, the, I would also say like the part of importance in your training that also is a big factor in as well. So what I mean by that is when you're in like peak training, that is something you probably want to prioritize a little more. Whereas like if you're early on in the training block, you can afford to miss a few days Ultimately, like that's going to make it easier for you to decide whether or not it is actually important during that time frame too. So that's kind of like a two prong factor, right? It's, is it important in the sense that, you know, you're willing to take the time away from what you're doing and train versus, you know, doing what, you know, you're doing on the trip or, um, are you deep into your training block so close to the actual event that you actually really need to prioritize the training? Cause it's a very important part of it. Right? So just two kind of key things to weigh in factor two, right? I mean, even for work trips, like for me, I know I want to be there present for work, but I know that I have time to wake up in the morning and I have time to train and I really just have the, the um, you know, the means and the availability and also the willingness to get it in during those work trips, right? Because I know it's not going to take away from that time as well. So it's also the availability factor that you need to weigh as well. So to kind of summarize that up, you not only need to decide if it's important enough, you also need to decide, number one, is are you in an important part of your training block? Or number 
three, do you have the availability to do so, right? You really need to assess those things before you start kind of, you know, thinking about, oh my gosh, am I going to get this training in or anything like that? You got to decide those things. And even if you decide that, you know, maybe the thing you're doing is way more important than training during this uh, trip, or you decide, hey, I just really just do not have the time. I'm on this wall to wall schedule. Or maybe the third thing is, hey, I'm early on in the training block. I think I can have a few days go. Here's the thing that I want to stress big time is that if you miss one or two days or three days of training, it's really not going to have a dramatic impact to your overall fitness, right? Once you start getting two, four, five, and six, it might have a tiny, tiny bit, but not a monumental effect. You can take a whole week off essentially and really not have a detrimental impact to your fitness. And that's like a lot of the reason why people feel pressured to run a lot is, and I know for me, this was an example for sure, is that I'm going to lose my fitness if I don't run. Um, but now I've learned, you know, I'll, to go back to the original example of what I mentioned about, um, you know, letting go of training when I was traveling into Wyoming and Montana, I came back and my fitness felt great. It felt just as good as it was before. I was nailing my workouts. Nothing really changed. And that gave me the reassurance to say like, okay, yeah, like, you know, I'm glad I spent that time and my fitness didn't go away and it went well. So that's like the first thing you need to decide is, is it important enough Two, uh, are you in a very important part of your training block? And then number three, is this something that you have availability and time to do? So you really need to go through and assess those three things before you even do anything else. Now, let's just say you do that step number one and you decide that training is important to you and you can get it in, you have the time to do so, and it's also, you know, even if it's not an important part of your training block, you can still have one and two be a yes of a check and still go through with it. Um, but let's just say, you know, for this thing, it is an important part of your training block and you want to get in on it. That's when you move to the second thing, which is don't make it a maybe. That's my second tip is don't make it a maybe. What do I mean by that? There's so many times when we, you know, have a packed schedule of travel or anything and we it can be easy for us to say to ourselves, I might run tomorrow or maybe I'll run tomorrow or I'll see how I feel. I know from my personal experience, every time I've said maybe I'll run tomorrow when I wake up, nine times out of 10, I usually wake up and I don't run. And the reason why is because you're giving your brain the option to not actually run. And given all the, the changes that you're having in your body um, during the, like, the times of travel, like I said, with sleep schedule and food intake and environmental factors and everything like that, you might not always feel like your normal self. And that's going to make it much more easier to not go through with it if you have it as a maybe. So instead of making it maybe, make it a definite. And the best way to make it a definite is schedule it in your schedule well in advance. And I mean well in advance even before you actually start to do the travel. So like what do I mean by that? Let's just say you have a work trip coming up and you know you're going to be on site at a conference for the next few days or so, right? You have the agenda of the conference that says you have to be at the conference at 9 a.m. that morning and uh, you have it all the way up until 5 p.m. that day. And then you also, let's just say, have have dinner with your co your colleagues at 7 p.m. that night. So you look at your schedule on that day and you say, hey, I could wake up earlier at 6 a.m. and get in my hour run before then. Or even after the conference, I can actually sneak in an hour run and make it happen on there. And then you look at your schedule and you actually go through and actually put it in your schedule. Make it an appointment for yourself that you can't miss, right? For me, so like what I do, and I'm actually, as I'm recording this, I'm going to Dallas tomorrow um, for a work conference and then I'm coming back to Phoenix on Tuesday night and then I'm flying back to Seattle on Wednesday for a conference all the way until Friday. So what I'm doing is I'm looking at my schedule 
and fitting in all the parts where I'm going to get in my training. And so I'm looking at my training schedule that my coach writes up for me. And then I look at my overall week and I actually put in calendar blocks and I use Google Calendar for this. And I totally suggest everybody has Google Calendar to schedule their workouts in. Um, but I go through and I uh, schedule my workouts in there as if they were appointments so I don't miss them. And I'm looking at the agenda and everything like that. I'm sure my colleagues can tell you I'm always asking for the agenda at these events because really I want to see when I can get in my runs. And I make sure to make it a priority and not a maybe, but saying, okay, at 6 a.m., I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to run and I'm going to get it in, right? Because when you schedule something and you make it a definitely, it doesn't give your brain that way out. Um, and so ultimately, or I should say, it makes it easier to not take the way out is really what I should say there because there always is a way out. But if you leave it as a maybe, more times than not, it's going to be so easy to take the no on doing it when you have the decision, when you wake up in the morning or if you go through a long day of being at a conference and everything like that. It's just a really, really tough thing. I will also say um, the second thing um, to kind of like give on to this tip too um, is if you can do it in the morning. And the reason why I say this is because you get it out of the way. You do it the first thing in the morning. You're not like thinking about it all day. Like you're being totally present on what you're doing in the moment, right? Whether it is hanging out with your family, whether it is, you know, being at a business meeting or anything like that it's going to be easier for you to feel good about getting in your training once you know that it's the first thing knocked out of your entire day. So for me, I always, I shouldn't say always, but most times, uh, I would say like 95% of the time, I'm scheduling my workout in the morning when I travel because I know that I'm not, I don't have to think about it for the rest of the day. I know it's done. I know that box is checked and ultimately I have it done. So that would be my biggest suggestion is, you know, not as much for just the sake of getting it in, but also for the sake of just the mental aspect of knowing that, Hey, I did this thing. I can go enjoy the rest of my day and it's just easy for me to do. Right. The third kind of part that I'll talk about on this second tip. So I'm not moving on to tip three yet. I'm still talking about a caveat on number two is I think the inclination and I've been guilty of this in the past and it's totally burned me. The inclination is like when we try and fit things into our schedule, usually the first thing to go is sleep, right? So whether we're cutting down on sleep because all day we're hanging out with our family or we're cutting out on sleep because we have a long business conference, um, sleep is usually the first thing to go when we're looking for things to compromise on our trip. Now I will say if you're doing this one or maybe even two nights, it probably isn't going to be too big of a factor. However, if you're traveling for like a week and you stack those days of minimal sleep, it's actually going to have a very, very negative effect on not just your training, but how you feel, right? You're going to feel irritable. You're not going to feel great. You're not going to recover as well. And it's just going to ultimately be a mess. So my hesitation all the time is like, and this kind of goes back to the availability thing. If you're going to be dipping into sleep very, very frequently, I would caution to either reduce your training a little bit um, or you know, maybe just decide again that this this travel um, you know scenario doesn't necessarily work as well given you know my ability to sleep in here. Now everyone's different in terms of their sleep needs. For me, like I know I need at least six hours to actually like feel functional. Ideally for me, I want to get seven or eight. Um, but usually, like once I start getting towards that like five hour or even four hour range, um, then I start to like make some decisions and start to question some things. Again, if it's one day it's probably not going to be that big of a deal. Um, for me, like, you know, I have taken times where I was like, okay, I only have five hours and I'm going to train at this thing, but, um, you know, or I'm going to wake up early to train is what I should say. But if, 
I know that like if I keep training, I'm only going to get in five hours each night for like five days on the week, then I'll either reduce my time to train or I will make the decision and say, hey, like, you know, maybe maybe this isn't the, the best time to train. So um, don't 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 do not consistently skimp on sleep is what I'm saying on that, because you're just going to really just be in a worse spot than if you weren't to train at all, right? Because you want to like really prioritize that recovery, that sleep and everything like that. And again, when you compound it with other things that you're getting on there, it makes it tough. So the second thing to, to wrap up the recap of the second tip here, number one is don't make it a maybe. And then underneath those kind of tips is you want to uh, schedule it in. You want to try and prioritize it early in the morning. So you get it out of the way and try not to skimp on sleep, right? Again, like some of those things can be moved around, right? You can do your runs in the afternoon if you have like an early morning flight or something like that, right? I know for me, if I have like an early morning flight, um, like for example, uh, tomorrow, well, tomorrow's my rest day, but uh, Wednesday, I'm flying to Seattle at 7 a.m. So it's a very early flight. So I will probably do it um, in the evening after my work activities and everything. But if I can prioritize it in the morning, I will. And then, um, you know, with sleep, I always just make sure to make that a priority as well. But if it is like one night, maybe I will flirt with it a little bit, but I always try to keep caution on it. So just know that even though the number two has those kind of caveats, the principle on don't making it a maybe and making it a definite is true and will help you a ton. So that is the second tip that I have on there. The third tip is really one that, you know, seems obvious, but like a lot of people don't do this at all. And I know I've ran into trouble with this in the past is searching for routes to run before you even get to the place that you're in. And what do I mean by that is if you're, let's just say you're flying to Seattle, um, look to see where your hotel is and see if there's any good running routes available by you as well. Now, there's a few things to consider, right? The first thing is, you know, if you're in an area that's like close to trails, and this is probably more privy to vacations, unless you're, you know, going for a work trip in like Boulder or something like that. Um, you can look for the local trails that, you know, you can either Uber to if you have the access to do so, or you can run to from your hotel or wherever you're staying, right? It's, or if you have a rent-a-car, right, you can go ahead and drive the rent-a-car to there is trying to find some like awesome trails that you can see on there, right? So um, I use um, the conjunction of two different apps. So I use All Trails, which is very, very popular, but I also use REI's Trail Run Project. The reason why I like REI's Trail Run Project a little better is because you can like see the map on, of like, you know, the um, where it is in proximity to like your actual place you can like actually do a run through of the map of like elevation gain and everything it's just a lot easier to use all of the trail data isn't as good as all trails i found that like um trail run project gives you like a better visual view of like where the trails are so like for me if i'm going in a place where i have a rent-a-car and i have access to trails uh i'm always looking for like the trails to come on and you know i think this is a big thing too is if you are looking on trails this is where i'll use all trails a little bit more is with all trails you can actually look at the comments of the trail conditions from most recent people and this one's super super important because there's so many times where i've traveled in like some of the you know, parts of like Salt Lake City or Colorado where, you know, I mean, I'm coming from Arizona, so like we don't have to worry about snow a lot, but I've like picked out a trail and didn't read the comments and all of a sudden it's just snow everywhere. And then I'm like, oh man, I didn't even get like a good run in because I'm just post hauling everywhere. Um, I would always look to see the comments to just generally get a gauge of what you're getting into if you're running on trails, right? 
So having a good gauge exactly where you're going to go on each day beforehand, what trail you're going to hit is going to be super, super key to do so as well. And use those maps too to also navigate you while you're out there as well, right? Because sometimes the trail is going to be well marked, sometimes it's not. If you have the GPS downloaded on your phone, you can be sure that you're not going to get lost out there. And that's going to also make it easier for you to kind of go out and do it. Now, let's just say you're going to a place that doesn't have access to trails, whether it is a city place or anything like that. And for example, like for me, like I said before, I'm going going to Seattle this week. I don't have access to a rent-a-car, so I will likely have to do road running at that point. Um, there's a few things that you want to consider. The first thing is always consider the safety of the area that you're running. Um, there's been many times where I've flown to areas that aren't so great, and I've had to resort to the treadmill just because the crime rate was pretty high, and it was pretty unsafe, especially to do it early in the morning or late at night. Um, if you're doing those kind of things, like you know, you want to be sure to check the crime rates and uh, if things are dangerous or not, if things are populated with people like you, you really want to be on top of that if you're especially if you're running in like a big metro city or even just any town on that general on the roads, um, just to make sure that, you know, you're not getting yourself in a sticky situation. Now, the other thing I'll mention is with city running and like road running in general, um, you know, a lot of times you can be like, trying to like connect roads and streets and like get that perfect loop on Strava. But I'll actually give you a hack that although it might be mentally not as great, I'm telling you it's going to save you time. It's going to save you the mental energy of trying to find a route and everything like that. Um, and again, this is assumed that where the place you're running is safe is running out and back in a straight line of wherever you're running if possible. Um, so like what do I mean by that? Like in Seattle, like I remember when I was in uh, Seattle, like a few uh, months ago, like what I did was I just literally like went south from my hotel and it just dumped onto a bike path. And then I just took like a right and basically just did an out and back from there. And that way, you know, exactly the direction of where you're going, you know, exactly how long it's going to take you to go that way. Right. So like, for example, if you have scheduled an hour long run, if you know, Hey, I ran 30 minutes that way and I run 30 minutes back, that's going to be an hour. Because I think a lot of the times I know for me, like if I am on a trail or if I'm on, you know, trying to do a certain route in the city or something, I might not know how long it's going to take me to get to point A to point B. And so it makes some confusion. It makes it hard to stick it in the schedule. And so like for me, like if I'm doing a workout on time, or if you're listening and you're doing this on mileage, doing an out and back is going to allow you to properly get in the right amount of time because all you need to do is take your time or mileage, cut it in half, run out by that much and then run it back. And then you'll have that number of what you're going for on there. Um, I get a lot of, uh, uh, I shouldn't say flack for this on, on Strava, but I get a lot of like funny comments um, about straight lines on Strava because I'm notorious for just doing out and backs and straight lines. Um, but again, it helps me to be efficient with my time. I don't have to think too much about like a route that I need to run or anything like that. And ultimately, like I just take my brain out of it and just run because I think so many times when it comes to like our brain just being flipped on its head already when it's traveling and all these different variables, if we can just make it as simple as possible for us to lace up our shoes, get out the door, go for the run, the more likely you're going to do it. And so uh, I always say like, you know, you, you really just want to simplify it as much as possible, especially when it comes to searching routes beforehand and also for um, you know, uh, trying to find where you're running. And this is specifically for road running. If it's trail, you can also do out and backs as well, but, um, sometimes you can find a loop or something like that, um, to make it easy. But again, um, that is something that I suggest to do anytime you're running. So to recap that point, 
is when you know you're going to be at a certain place, find the routes beforehand. And when I say beforehand, I mean like a week beforehand and also combined with the scheduling before where you say at this time I'm going to do this, you really know you're saying, okay, at 6am, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wake up at my hotel. I'm just going to go right. And I'm just going to maybe run an out and back and I'm going to go do this or, Hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to take a run in this park at 7am because I know I don't have to be at the conference until 10am. Um, ultimately I can get that time in there, right? It's just being proactive and making the decision to say I'm going to do this kind of run at this time and make it happen there and it's ultimately going to be something that's useful on there for sure. Now, before we continue on to this episode, I want to pause here and make a shout out to this brand of clothing that I've been wearing on my training that has just been absolutely amazing, and that is the clothing from Janji. They make this amazingly comfortable and aesthetically pleasing clothing that dries quick and ultimately feels great whenever I'm on a run, and it is a super, super cool way to not only look cool on the trails, but to be cool into the environment as well, because the shirts and the shorts and everything that they make is made from recyclable materials and they also have a five-year guarantee on it that basically is saying that if anything happens to the clothing they will go ahead and replace it and the reason why they say that is because they're confident over the course of five years you're going to wear this thing and it's not going to rip it's not going to get tattered it's not going to get torn and a lot of times with gear we know that that happens a lot and it just creates a lot of waste for the planet so you not only get gear that lasts you not only get gear that feels good and looks good but ultimately you get gear that's going to help lead to sustainability in the planet which is why Janji is such an awesome brand so for me I've been wearing it on my runs I've been wearing the all-day running t-shirt and tank which has just kept me incredibly cool during the hot summer months and I've been wearing the transit tech short when I run which is great because it has no liner and it does not chafe at all when I run and we all know how bad chafing is so if you're interested in trying out Janji head to the link in the show notes uh, and go to Janji.com which is J-A-N-J-I.com and use the code EverydayUltra15 for 15% off your order that is EverydayUltra15 at J-A-N-J-I.com for 15% of your order and hopefully you see the amazing stuff that Janji's doing. You wear it on the trails and rock it just like I am. All right, now back into the episode here. Okay, so you've decided that training while traveling is important enough. You've also not made it a maybe. You made it a definite by scheduling it in your schedule knowing exactly when you're going to do it. You've searched for the routes beforehand or decided to do an out and back somewhere. Now what you want to do is you want to make sure to think about all the things that you need on a run and make sure to pack it in your suitcase. Again, it seems simple and obvious, but there's so many times where like I've been a run and I'm like, oh wow, I usually take caffeine before I run. Do I have access to coffee? Do I uh, have access to my like, you know, pre-hydration drink when I go out? Do I have access to my gels or anything like that? There's so many times like where I've like known that I needed to do a long run and have forgotten those things in the past that now I just make sure to just pack all my running stuff beforehand just to make sure I don't miss a beat. And I don't also have another excuse to say, well, I can't run today because of X, Y, and Z, right? So like for me, I always make sure I have caffeine with it with me. I always make sure that I have either a bagel or a cliff bar or something that I can eat beforehand because for me, I always, 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 always have to have something in my stomach before I run. So I make sure to have that as well. And then I also always make sure to either have a protein bar or if the hotel is a free breakfast, that there's going to be food that I can refuel myself with plenty with afterwards as well. If I know that I'm going to be doing a long run while I'm on these trips as well, I always make sure to pack the right nutrition. So gels, 
um, my bottles or my hydration vest if that's what I need to wear on that day, um, my electrolytes, everything like that, I make sure to bring all those things as well. And again, it's hard for you to actually know what to bring, again, if you don't know your schedule and what you're planning to do on those days. So that's why really a lot of these steps that you're seeing in here are should be followed in you know uh, consecutive order, I should say, or chronological order. <laughs> that's the right word there. You want to follow these in chronological order because each of them build on each other. And again, this is a process to help you stay consistent during your training. So when you know the runs that you're going to do and you've already scheduled it, you know exactly the kind of gear you need to bring and everything you need to bring in order to really be prepped on that run. Now, for me, I always, uh, you know, definitely pack a little bit more than the average person because I like to make sure that I have my blender bottle and my pre-workout and everything that I take beforehand, right? And, and my shoes, all that stuff. Um, but I do that because I know that if I have all that stuff, I don't have to think about, oh, I need to do this run and I need to get X, Y, and Z or I need to stop at the grocery store. Like I have all that stuff planned and it's everything's efficient and I have it in my pack. So for you, once you have you know your runs that you're going to do and you know what time you're going to do them, make a list of the things that you need. Make sure to pack those things and bring it with you on the trip as well. It's going to save you not only time getting those things when you're there, um, it's not only going to save you the excuses of saying I don't have X so I can't run and then but it's ultimately going to make things just a lot feel a lot more routine than it does at home right because again you're usually way out of your element when you're traveling your normal element I should say of like where you're sleeping where you're eating what you're eating what time you're waking up right a lot of these things can get jumbled so you want to make sure to have a little bit of consistency when you're going in there as well so uh, the next tip on there is definitely making sure that you're packing the routine stuff with you beforehand and that's going to make things so so much easier the next step on here is really going to you know be something that could be difficult in some scenarios but it's really really important to do and that is communicating with others who are involved on your trip that you are going to be running now if you're on a solo trip totally fine. You don't have to really communicate with anything. You can just kind of go with it and roll with it. But where the communication really comes important is twofold. Number one, especially if you're doing vacation trips and you're out there with family or your partner or anything like that, just letting them know, hey, is it you know, cool if I go for a run for an hour or, you know, two hours or three hours, whatever your kind of schedule is on those given days. And you're not necessarily like always asking for permission. Sometimes you can say, hey, like I need to get in this hour run, but at least you're communicating it in a way where all your parties is going to know that you're doing that thing. So they're not wondering where the heck you are at certain times or they're texting your phone or they're saying, oh, he's being absent or anything like that, right? having that communication on there is just going to be super, super key and important to just make sure everyone's on the same page of what you're doing. Right. So like for me, like whenever I go traveling with my fiance, I always tell her, Hey, I'm planning on running like for an hour in the morning. Is, is that cool with you? Like I'm going to do it before you wake up and everything like that. Um, or even if I'm like on a work trip, right. Sometimes like I will communicate that if let's just say my colleagues are going out for dinner and you know, uh, I might say, Hey, I just need to, you know, be home by dinner at 7 PM because I just need to go for a run on the treadmill or I need to go for a run or something like that or hey like I know you know you guys are you know having breakfast in the morning but um is it okay if I just like show up a little late because I'm actually going to you know go for a little 
trail run or something, right? It's just making sure to communicate these things with the people involved to make sure, number one, it's not interfering with your plans. Number two, to make sure everyone's on the same page. And number three, it's also going to like have you feel like a little less guilty, if that's the sense. I know like for me, sometimes I feel guilty when, uh, or it can be easy for me at least to feel guilty sometimes when I'm on like a vacation and I'm running a lot or anything like that. Um, and by going ahead and communicating and getting that validation from, you know, people, and I'm not saying it's all about getting permission and validation, but I know some other people can probably deal with, um, you know, that feeling of like guilt of like, oh man, I'm like running out here on vacation or anything like that. But again, if it's important to you and you know, it's okay with everyone in your party, communicating that's going to make it a lot easier for you to take some of that mental weight off and it's going to get everybody on the same page. And so I think that's a really, really good strategy to have on there as well is making sure to do those things. The last tip that I'm going to mention is really, really incredibly important because it's going to also make sure that you're recovering from your runs when you're traveling. You're going to feel better when you're doing not just the running, but anything when you're traveling. And that is just to make sure to stay on your hydration and your nutrition plan as much as possible. I know it can be hard to do these things, right? Especially like when we're traveling and we might be eating out a lot. We might not be cooking. We might not be having access to foods that we normally have. But again, you want to really, really stay on top of those things as much as possible so that can be super super proactive in the sense of you know just knowing what restaurant you're going to go to on a certain night or knowing you know what the different food options are available or bringing certain options with you I know like for me I've traveled with other people who are vegan and gluten-free and they just bring a ton of their food with them and that's totally awesome because then they know that they're going to have vegan food with them you know, all those two things to keep those, um, their specific nutrition regimen with them as well. Um, the hydration I think is the easiest part, right? Because you can always carry a bottle of water. Airports always have, you know, refill stations. Um, I always suggest when you get onto an airport, make sure you have a big water bottle with a lot of water because those people only come around those carts once, twice, maybe three times max throughout, I would say. Um, and those water cups that they give you are very, very minuscule. So making sure that you're hydrated on those flights, if you're flying, is a really, really good thing to do as well too. Or if you're on a road trip, just making sure you're having a lot of water and you're intaking those things because it can be incredibly easy to get dehydrated when you're traveling. And usually when you're not hydrated, you're not going to perform well on your runs. You might feel more flat throughout the day. And ultimately, it's not going to really just lead to a great cycle, right? Because if you don't drink a lot of water and you don't stay hydrated, you go for a run, you feel like crap, you maybe are working all day at this conference that you're traveling to and then you go out to dinner and the food isn't always the best quality and then maybe you don't get enough sleep, you wake up in the morning, you feel like total death and you're like, oh my gosh, like maybe I need to go run again, maybe not. Like you start just not feeling well and giving yourself again more outs for you to go ahead and actually, you know, run for the day. Um, it can spiral to a lot of things. And hydration is one where I think you can really easily control and prepare for. So staying true in your hydration. I know the food thing is a little more challenging. I'm not saying it's impossible. I think anyone who um, is traveling can really prepare themselves in a way that's going to help on that. But I know that one can be a little bit more difficult, especially if you're going in these super remote places where they might not have the healthiest options or anything like that. But again, if you're bringing that food with you and just really just trying to manage your energy levels as much as possible um, to keep it maintained with homeostasis on how you're feeling at home, that's ultimately going to help with those kind of things as well. So 
that's going to be something that's uh, paramount and key. If, if all else, if you know, the nutrition thing is not something you're following as well, just definitely make sure you're staying hydrated. You always have water filled up with you at all points. You're making sure to stay on top of that and that, um, you know, you're getting all the things that you need so that you feel great throughout the day. Now, before we go any further, I want to address a question that you're probably thinking is, what if I have flight delays or travel issues or schedule changes or anything like that? And I'm going to address that in a second. But for now, that's the formula. That's the formula on how to stay consistent with your training while you are traveling, right? And all these tips might seem like a lot, but it really doesn't take too much time to just take this process anytime you're traveling, right? I'm telling you, even though, you know, it might just take, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes to kind of plan out all the things, schedule it in, making sure you have everything packed. Those 20 minutes are going to save you a lot of fulfillment because you know that even if your schedule gets crazy, you know you're always going to find a way to get it in. And like for me, it's allowed me to say yes to a lot of like travel trips and vacations and even work opportunities that I know are going to lead to like a great progression in my career and saying like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and travel because I know that I have the tools and the process to make sure that I get in my training no matter what, which is awesome, right? Uh, Even when I was at Western States earlier this year, it was a super busy schedule for me where I was, um, you know, crewing Scott Trayer all day on the actual day of Western States. I had like a weird travel schedule. I even got in like super, super late um, into Reno, even with a flight delay and everything like that. And um, yeah, just trying to get it in um, it has really allowed me to do so in a way where I can be malleable with all those things, um, even on my personal travel. So it allows for a lot more things as well. I guess like the last thing I'll kind of say on there too, I just mentioned flight delay. Like what happens if my flight gets delayed or my travel goes out of whack or something just absolutely crazy happens I say like just treat that the same way you would training with everyday life right there's so many times in our life where things come up right whether we get sick or whether we're you know dealing with um, something that's happening in our personal life or you know work like for some reason just throws on a lot of projects on us and like we have less time as possible right approach training in that same way which is either one of two things it's either you find a way to get it in um, which is always the way to do so and always the way that I suggest is finding a way to get your training in even when life is crazy I think that really, really builds character, builds strength, but also number two, if you are really pressed on time and you know, you're kind of, you know, doing it in a spot where maybe you're really sacrificing sleep or you're sacrificing a lot of different just mental health stuff and you can't get it in, it's okay to just say, okay, maybe today it's just not going to get in and I need to go ahead and, you know, either spread my training out for more days um, and I need to reschedule for another day, but maybe today just has to be a rest day because of this. Now, I will say the caveat on that is if you do miss a workout on a given day, don't just double up on another day or add it on straight on. What I usually like to do is let's just say I have like an hour run and for some reason like my flight gets delayed a ton and um, I just don't have the opportunity to run. Um, What you want to do is you want to break it up into 15 minute increments and add it on top of the rest of your runs for the week or the rest of your runs for your upcoming week or next seven days, I should say, right? Because it can't just be like not always a week, so to say. So like, for example, I'd take 15 minutes, I'd add it to tomorrow's run and then take another 15 minutes, add it to another run and do that across four runs over the next seven days. So spreading it out is going to make it so that you don't overload your body all at one time, you know, by just dumping in the workout and making it a double and so on and so forth. Um, Even so, like uh, to kind of talk about like the find a way to get it done, which again, that was the thing that I said is the option to go for. Like, don't be afraid to be creative with it. Don't be afraid to be creative with it because like for me, I remember 
most recently I was in Kauai and we flew from Kauai to Oakland and Oakland we had like a three hour layover and then we landed in Hawaii at like some godforsaken or sorry land in Phoenix not Hawaii um from Oakland to Phoenix we landed at some godforsaken hour um and we got home like super late and I knew I wasn't gonna have time to run and even the next day I had to go and I had to fly to Washington um which was nuts um so my day was looking incredibly packed and I knew we had a three hour layover. So what I did and I had an hour recovery run on my schedule. I actually ran in the airport. I ran in the airport like, and I, I did, I had my watch on, I ran in the airport. I ran for an hour. I ran slow. It was like dodging people doing all this stuff. Um, but you know, I just got creative. I think when you ask yourself the question is how can I get this in as opposed to I just saying I can't get this in, it opens your brain to so much possibilities, right? So like asking your question of how can I get this in? as opposed to I can't get this in that latter statement closes the opportunity that you can get it in whereas the question allows you to think differently and the more times you do that and you think about the creative ways it's going to be easier for you to figure out ways to get it in right maybe it is going into a treadmill maybe it is you know if your hotel doesn't have a treadmill finding a local gym that you can get a guest pass on or a free guest pass or a free like trial pass and going ahead and using the treadmill there I've done that before There's even been times like where, you know, I went to a place and I needed to go on a track and I would just look for a track and I would just run to the track and go ahead and just do it. Um, And so just like getting creative on how you can do certain things by asking the question, how can I get this in is probably going to be um, one of the biggest tips that I can give you as a runner itself. So that is just something that I will mention for sure. And I should have probably mentioned earlier in here, but I digress. Here we are. We're doing this live. So, uh, anywho, my friends, uh, once you ask a question, how can I get this in? Your brain will open up to possibilities far beyond than you ever thought when you're traveling and training. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope this was super helpful for you as you go into your next travels to stay consistent on your training. And yeah, I would love to hear your feedback and if you're implementing this. So if you are implementing this, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Joe Corsione. I'd love to hear how these tips are helping you getting in your training while you're running. And if you have any questions too on this, always feel free to ask and I'll be happy to um, answer it as well when I can for sure. And just know that if you want to hear any other specific topics as I'm doing these solo casts, episodes always reach out and suggest the ones i'll do and uh, i'll be coming out with a lot more of these lately i love these because they share my experience and what's worked for me because i want to help you be a better endurance athlete every day and i think the best way to do that is to learn which from people who are not only um, doing it or have experienced it which is why i have a lot of guests on who share experiences on the podcast as well but also to to know the things that are proven. And so um, I've learned a lot through trial and error. I don't want you to go through error. I want you only to go through trial and success. Um, not to say that you know no one's going to fail, but I want to give you accelerated results is what I'm saying. That's why I share my experiences on here as well. So thank you so much for listening, my friend. I appreciate you so much. If you enjoyed this episode too, I would be so grateful if you left a review on Apple um, or you rated us on Spotify. Really, really helps us to reach more ultra runners all across the world, which is our mission here at Everyday ultra and just know that i appreciate you so so much and i'm really really grateful for you taking the time to listen this all right everybody thank you so much again i appreciate you and remember be a better endurance athlete every day take care we'll see you soon